you so much for listening to our podcast today at Word of Life. We know summer is busy with traveling and all things fun, but we have good news for you. You can stay in church even while on vacation through our online campus. You can watch live on Sundays at 10 and 1130 and get fed throughout the week with inspiring articles, message series, and so much more at thelifeonline.cc. Thank you for listening and enjoy the message. Last week, the Lord kind of changed our message here on a Sunday night. And we started talking about Moses and him being drawn out of the river and how we needed to cast our cares over into the the river. Uh, And sometimes we have to have more faith in God's hands than we do our own. Uh, That for so much we can try to do ourselves. Um, In parenting, we can try a lot to do with our hands to kind of course correct things, but sometimes even our best efforts with our own hand can't get the child where it needs to go. But if we will put it in the river of God's spirit and put it in the hand of the Lord, the Lord can take it where it needs to go. And so many times with work or with income, we can stress over it. We can try to think about how we'll have enough or how we'll pay the bills and we can put our hand on it. Or we can also learn that as Christians, we have the help of the Spirit of God and we can put it in the river of the Spirit and just pray for it and place it over in God's hand. And God could do far more with his hand than we could ever do with ours. Um, and tonight, you know, I had kind of a different message, but I just sense like we're going to keep in that vein of like, I am Moses <laughs> and just kind of work and weave through his story. Um, But there's a scripture that I'd like us to look at, and all this will tie together about what we just did, and we'll end with another moment like we started. But open up your Bibles with me, if you you brought them tonight, to the book of Hebrews, and we'll look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 8. Hebrews 11 and verse number 8. This is the great faith chapter, one of my favorites. While you're turning, just let me say, if this is your first time to our Sunday p.m. service, uh, welcome. God bless you. Uh, I was going to do like a meet and greet where you could like meet the people next to you, but it didn't seem right in the moment (laughs) that we kind of came out of. Uh, But we're humbled to have you here, and I pray that you find community, and I pray that you find your people. Uh, and if you're, you're new to the church, uh, I encourage you that not only do we have church here on Sunday nights, but every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. as well. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 8, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called, notice that, called, obeyed, by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Now, I don't know if you've ever built something, uh, but I have worked with architects and builders And no, there's a difference between the two. The architect designs, the builder constructs. And here it's saying that our Heavenly Father is the architect and the builder. 
Um, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. You're very good at making plans. Uh, we'll make plans for vacation. Uh, do we have any planners in the house today? I'm the planner primarily uh, for our family. I plan everything like, oh, we'll go here and at 10 o'clock we can go there and at 11 o'clock we'll get the fast pass and at 12 o'clock we'll eat lunch here, like planning all those things because in our nature, we are planners. And so we like to design uh, things. Even when we construct uh, houses or, uh, you know, buildings, there's design and, you know, there's some design that is different than others. But we have this in us to design. And here he's, it says, Abraham went looking for a life that was designed by God. That he left his design and he left his plan and went looking for a life that was designed by God. And then so many times when we have the plan and we have the design, we begin to do our best efforts to build that life and to, with our flesh, begin to flesh out those hopes and dreams and plans. And sometimes it'll even come into our heart what we're supposed to do. And we begin to manufacture that life with our own strength instead of maintaining a spirit of prayer that, that lets God be the builder. Uh, that I'm not just searching for a life that God designed, but I'm searching for a builder in God who will build the design. That I will find the design through prayer and the design will be carried out by prayer. That I will allow God to be the architect and the builder. That I'll wait on him to find the design, but I'll also wait on him to do the work. And it said, Abraham, our father of faith, uh, went out looking for a life that was like that. He left the life of his plans and went looking for the plan of God. And, and I just, I desire to have a people and to train a people and to pastor a people whose life has the architect and the builder be God. That we are led by the spirit of God and what to do, but we're also empowered by the spirit of God to flesh it out. Uh, that it is not just a people who are living or going through religion, but we have broken through the barrier of the flesh and we have found the heart of the spirit. And now we are led by God in what to do and we are praying it out until God does it. Um, and we see this in Moses, that Moses is this young man whose birth was inspired by God. Two people got together uh, who were lovers of the Lord, and they produced something beautiful. In fact, they, ch uh, they called the child Moses because he was beautiful and because he was drawn out of the water because of his beauty. And, and when two things come together that are godly, you have a heart for God and you interact with God, you begin to create this beauty. And we see in Moses' life that the more he kind of grows up, the more things become uh, to enter into his heart. And one day he sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. And the, the Bible tells us that it enters into his heart, the plan of God. But watch this uh, out in uh, the book of Acts. Turn over there and look at this with me. Moses is at this place. And Stephen, who is being stoned in Acts chapter 7, uh, before he is being stoned, is kind of stating his case as to why he's walking with the Lord. And he brings up Moses' story. 
And you know the story, Moses, uh, his life was threatened, and so his mom sent him in the river, and Pharaoh's daughter picks him up, and she looks at him, she says he's beautiful, he was drawn out of the water, so his name will be Moses, and uh, and then they pay and hire Moses' mom to like take care of the child. It's like one of the coolest stories ever. Uh, and this was all done by faith. But Moses begins growing up in this household, and as he's growing up, things begin to enter into his heart. And and watch what happens here in Acts chapter 7 and in verse number 20. It was at this time that Moses was born, and he was lovely in the sight of God. And he was nurtured three months in his father's home. And after he had been set outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and nurtured him as her own son. Moses was educated in all the learning of the Egyptians, and he was a man of power in words and deeds. But when he was approaching the age of 40, notice this terminology, it entered into his mind. It entered into his mind to visit his brethren, the sons of Israel. And when he saw one of them being treated unjustly, he defended him, and he took vengeance for the oppressed by striking down the Egyptians. And he supposed that his brothers understood that God was granting them deliverance through him. But they did not understand. On the following day, he appeared to them as they were fighting together. And he tried to reconcile them in peace, saying, Men, are you are brethren. Why do you injure one another? But the one who was injuring his neighbor pushed him away and said, Who made you ruler and judge over us? You do not mean to, to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday, do you? And at this remark, Moses fled and became an alien in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. After 40 years has passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of the Mount Sinai and in the flame of a burning thorn bush. When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight and he approached to look more closely. And there came the voice of God. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And Moses shook with fear and would not venture to look. But the Lord said to him, take off the sandals from your feet. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt and have heard their groans. And I have come down to rescue them. Come now and I will send you to Egypt. This Moses whom disavowed saying, who made you ruler and judge? is the one whom God sent to be both ruler and deliverer with the help of the angel who appeared to him in the thorn bush. Now, this is very interesting to me because we see like the the heroes of faith, uh, the ones that the Bible uses to teach us. So we see that they were in search of a life that God designed and God built. And when Moses is a young man, as he was approaching the age of 40, I'm approaching the age of 40, still a young man. Um, And out of this, the Bible says that it entered into his heart. And he can sense like this calling of what he's supposed to do. Like two and two are finally coming together of I am perfectly designed Uh, by God for this moment. Like, I am a Hebrew, but I was raised in the house of the Egyptian. I understand the Hebrews, but I also understand the Egyptians. I know this culture, but I also know this culture. I know this language, and I actually also know this language. Like, perfectly positioned by God to do this. And it's all adding up, and the plan of God is unfolding to me. He's like, surely everyone is going to understand this plan. But then he makes this decision to not just let God be the designer, 
but he comes to this place where he doesn't trust God to be the builder. And so he tries to take what was found at the altar um, and make it be forced through his own hand. And he begins to flesh out what God began to show him. And he begins to carry with his own strength what could only be carried by God's. And he makes this mistake and it doesn't work. And he's, he's, he's flustered and he's upset because he knows this is the plan of God. Like he can so sense like this was God who was putting this on his heart. Uh, that God was the architect, but Moses tried to be the builder. And it didn't work because it wasn't done by God's spirit. It was done by Moses' flesh and it backfired. And so he does something. He gives up on God being not just the builder. He gives up on God being the architect. And he goes out and starts to make other plans. And for 40 more years, he has these plans of like being a shepherd and starting a family and kind of hanging out in Midian and just doing his thing and growing old and creating a life that's like cute and nice and like all these other things. But how many of you know the plan of God remains sure for your life? That even if you mess up, even if you run away from it, even if you try to neglect it, even if you let it on the sidelines the plan of God for your life remains the gifts and the calling of God is beyond repentance and so one day there's a bush that's on fire but it's not consumed it's on fire but it's not consumed and from the fire a voice begins to speak and when Moses makes a decision to turn aside and to see the bush God begins to speak to him God begins to deal with him and God begins to show him the plan. And this time God is saying, not only am I showing you the plan and becoming the the designer, but I want to help you and I want to be the builder. And he begins to equip his life with a staff and he begins to equip his life with people and he begins to equip his life with all the things that he needs to flesh out the plan of God. But it all happens at this moment where Moses turns aside to see this burning bush. A bush that's on fire but not consumed. This is a type and shadow of the Holy Spirit. And this is why it's so important that church just can't be religion for you. It has to be a place where you press into God's Spirit and you allow the Spirit of God to meet you. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, the Bible says of all things it could have pointed out, the Bible says that God appeared unto them as cloven tongues of fire. Uh, That we have this fire that comes with the person of the Holy Spirit. That John uh, came preaching a gospel uh, saying Jesus is the one we must be baptized in. But he will come talking about Jesus who will come preaching a baptism of fire with the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that burning bush that you are on fire with the Holy Spirit, but not consumed. That it is over you, but you're not on fire physically. It's a spiritual fire. Why? Because from the burning bush, it is designed for God to speak to you. It is designed to God for God to guide you. It is designed for God to open up the plan of God for your life to become the architect for you. It's designed to be this moment where from this fire of the Spirit, the Spirit of God begins to speak to you and the Spirit of God begins to guide you. And you see in the book of Acts, all these believers go on this wonderful journey of God being the architect and the builder. And I want to encourage you in your life, like so many of you have been filled with God's Spirit. 
you're in these places where you sat in service after service and we're in these places where we have these moments with God, but are we really turning aside to the fire? Are, are we really like taking our lives and even outside of church or even in church and like saying like, I, I want my attention to be on the bush. I want my attention to be on the fire. I know God is there. I know God is right there. And if I will just turn aside and see and draw near to the fire, that from the fire, the plan of God will open up unto my life. And Moses has this moment where he turns aside to see and God begins to speak and unveil destiny and unveil a plan. Um, about a year ago, uh, I have a metronome down here. Uh, Miss Becca, you probably know what that is if you can bring it to Thank you so much. I had no idea what this is. Uh, and uh, we have a, a pastor on our staff by the name of Luke. I love Pastor Luke. Anybody else love Pastor Luke? To know him is to love him. And he came to me and he said he was praying and he wanted to give me this gift. And it's, uh, it's an old metronome. And if you don't know what a metronome is, if you, you open it up, um, there's a thing on the inside of it that keeps perfect beat, perfect rhythm. And he gave me the gift and, and he told me, he said, Pastor Joel, I, I sense so oftentimes you're like this for us as a church and as a staff that when everything else is going off course, there's this steadiness in you that just brings it back to the Spirit of God and back to what God has called Word of Life to. Uh, and uh, it was one of the, the best gifts because it was, like I said this morning, it wasn't just giving of thanks. It was a, a pause and a reflection and a leading. And I literally keep this on my desk at the Lakeland office. And oftentimes it is covered and I'll just keep it covered like this. And then whenever I pray, I pray with it uncovered. And I just listen to it. Because it reminds me that on, in, on the inside of me is something that's in perfect rhythm with God. On the inside of me, there is something that keeps perfect rhythm to God. I have a burning bush on the inside of me. I have the person and the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I have a leader, a teacher, and guide on the inside of me. That counsel is in the heart of a man like deep waters, but a man of understanding will draw it out. And whenever I'm at that place where it's like, I need to hear from God, I'll take off the veil of that wooden cover, and I will allow this thing to move, which before was bound, and I'll allow this thing to kind of function and operate that before was held and kept by the box. And whenever I take that one little veil off, all of a sudden a perfect rhythm begins to come. And it reminds me that in my own life, like there is so much I try to design and build with my own strength. So much I try to see and make progress in with my own strength. So much I try to flesh out and create in my own strength. And whenever I look at this thing, it reminds me that the Holy Spirit of God is with on the inside of me. I have a teacher and I have a builder. I have an architect, a designer, and I have the person who can bring all the materials in and all the plans in and all the things in that I need to run my race and someone to put it all together. It's the help and the person of the Holy Spirit. And Moses, through drawing near to this burning bush, drawing near to the Spirit of God, found everything that he needed in a flame. 
And you will see, like, if you will pull back the veil of your flesh and allow these moments in life to just be more of you and this and your desires and what you want to do and how you want to spend your time, if you will make your life a living sacrifice and pull back that veil of the flesh and be a person of prayer and be a person of the Spirit and be a person of worship and value and esteem spiritual things, and you come to a place where you want God to be real, even if you don't even know how He can be if you want him to be real to you and you will begin to press and you will begin to yield into him like the woman with the issue of blood if you will press through all the stuff and just grab the hem of his garment you will find enough power in his garment to cure all that ails you by the help of the spirit of God but we have to come and make our lives a living sacrifice and just take the veil of the flesh off and allow perfect rhythm to come. You must draw near to this flame just like Moses did. His was a, a bush that was a flame. Ours is a heart, a baptism of fire, a cloven tongue of fire, drawing near to the Holy Spirit. And from that flame will come the plan, and from that pl- flame will come the resources we need to flesh the plan out. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. Come on, church. Not by might, not by power. It's by the spirit of the living God. I am not the architect and I am not the builder. I'm searching for a life where God is the architect and God is the builder. I'm searching for a life designed by perfect rhythm that is the spirit of God. Uh, Tonight, let's just have a moment again where we just yield to God's spirit. And Sunday night church is just that that time where we come and we just say, um, Father, here we are. Uh, All throughout scripture, uh, whether it's in in 1 Samuel chapter 3 or Exodus 3 or Acts chapter 13, you see people who would just worship the Lord. In Acts chapter 13, as they minister unto the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. You see the architect. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, you see Samuel. It's just this young kid. He's ministering unto the Lord. And he doesn't even know what he's doing, but he's drawing close to the flame. And as he began to minister unto the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke and called his name and showed him who he was in God. Uh, For Moses, we don't think of this, but Moses was 80 years old. How many of you know if you're 80 in God, God still has a plan for you? There's still things for you to do. And Moses at 80 years old is walking and he draws near to a flame and God begins to show him the plan. Uh, I want to encourage you in your life like these types of moments are precious in your life. And let's just create a moment where you draw near to the flame of fire. You draw near to the spirit. And while we are talking to God, yes, have an expectation fully in this moment that God is going to speak to you. That God is going to show you his plan and his purpose and bring clarity and bring light and guidance into your heart of who you are, Moses and what God has called you to do. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's worship the Lord tonight, if you, you can and desire to. Father, we love you tonight. And we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we will draw near to the flame of fire. 
Father, we desire to have intimacy with your spirit. And we desire to know you in an intimate way. Holy Spirit, would you just peel back the layers of the flesh and allow us to to tap into the fire of the Spirit? And would you allow us to offer up our bodies in worship as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service? And would you allow us to begin to see what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God? Father, we love you tonight, and we thank you that you are blessing our time together with the presence and the person of your spirit. Let us have not just the bush aflame, but let us draw near to him. Thank you, Lord.